0: we got an exciting one to end the week msu running back nathan carter joins the show we talk about what's to come this upcoming season what was the transfer portal process like but also hey interesting spring break for him as well let's go you are locked on spartans your daily podcast on the michigan state spartans part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash today to get started. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans. Your team in green and white, five days a week. Please rate, review, subscribe to this here YouTube show or podcast Anyway, you are consuming this. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Now I'll stop babbling. I know why you guys are here. You're here for Nathan Carter, not me. Let's just get to the guy right now. We welcome a guy who was one of the top running backs in the transfer portal this season that chose Michigan State and also will, based on the pictures that I've seen from the weight room, a guy that could snap me clean in half if this interview does not go right. But uh, I also think he's kind of too nice to do that anyway. Of course, we are talking Nathan Carter Hey, how you doing, man? Well, welcome to the show. This is great.
1: Man, this is great, man. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you.
0: Of course, and you just got out of practice. Of course, uh, so far, some strenuous, strain, train yeah. practices over at the MSU football building. But before we get into all the football stuff, the transfer portal stuff, hey, you just got back from a spring break trip. And I got to say, like a unique spring break
1: opportunity for a college kid. Uh, you want to tell us about that a little bit, what you did? Yeah, most definitely. So uh, I partnered with an organization called Athletes in Action that we have here at uh, Michigan State. And uh, we went to South Africa, uh, Cape Town, South Africa. It was an absolutely amazing trip, man. Our goal was to uh, spread the gospel there, to uh, start their uh, Athletes in Action ministry over there on their campus. Um, so it was an amazing experience being able to do that. And uh, I went with uh Various people from the organization, um, students, and, and and some people on the staff. It, it was just great, man. There's not a lot of people that could say they went to South Africa on a, on a mission trip during spring break. Yeah. It was just amazing being there and just being able to see how beautiful the country is. And just being able to uh, do the Lord's work there, which, which is important to me. I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to go there. So I, that was an amazing trip. So.
0: There we go. So, what kind of uh, mission work do they have you doing down there? I think it, like it was a good mix of you know you're able to enjoy a vacation, so to speak, but also putting hard work in. So, what was some of the
1: work that you're putting down there? Yeah, most definitely. So, like I said, we were earlier, we were um, we were trying to start up their athletes in action that we have here. Okay saw up there over there in South Africa, so we went on a camp. We went on college campuses, we would talk to various athletes. We just go around and just talk to people, you know, just a whole bunch of random Americans on a college campus. You know, it's yeah. like any the day talking to people, trying to welcome them into our ministry. And then, uh, it was good building relationships with people like that. And you know, even it's funny, like some of the people that I've met there in South Africa, I still contact to this day right now, and they, we just check up with each other. Um, so that was great. And then, um, later down the week, obviously, with sightseeing and just seeing how beautiful the country is. We went to little perverted areas, areas that um, are are very high in poverty. And we kind of did like a little, uh, we partnered with a church um, that was in in the middle of those areas. And we did like a huge kids' party. And and that was amazing fun. So we just, being did do the kids party, you know, for the people in the area and did get a whole bunch of gear and soccer balls and, and clothes and jerseys to those kids down there. Uh football's uh football soccer is a huge thing down there. So it was good to provide for those kids over there. It was it was just an amazing experience, you know, it's different from what everyone else would be doing, yeah. break, you know, but it, it was great. So That's awesome. Now how how long of a flight are we talking here though to get to South Ooh. Africa?
0: How long are we in the plane for? <laughs> I
1: want I wanna say twenty two hours in total. About Whoa!
0: Okay, that, that's my next yeah. question. What's harder, uh, being in a plane for twenty-two hours or trying to pick up a first down on third and three, and the other team's got like eight in the box? What What's more challenging for Nathan Carter? Plane is way harder. Plane is way harder. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, So, Leo, let's just talk about the journey, everything before spring break, these spring practices here. Uh, You were obviously at UConn for a little bit. uh, Suffered a shoulder injury. So, first and foremost, how how is the shoulder feeling? I hope it'd be okay by now, but how are you doing?
1: Shoulder's doing great. You know, I'm I'm blessed. When I was at the UConn set, they did a good job of helping me uh, get started with the process, and even throughout the summer when I came here, um, they they continued to put maintenance on it. But I haven't had any issues with the shoulders since I've gotten here, so I'm blessed I'm able to, you know, hit and contact and I've been yeah. at all so I've been very blessed and thankful for that so
0: well there we go because we know that contact is a big part of your game you were one of the top running backs at yards after contact last year and so you did have a pretty solid season even though it was just what four games at UConn I believe last yeah. year I mean you Thanks. put in yeah, you put in some great tape great numbers and decided to head to the transfer portal so when it came to that decision when did that happen? Was it very quickly after the injury? Was it after some thought for a few weeks after, or what was that whole process like after you shut down your season with the injury?
1: Yeah, it definitely was a elongated process. The uh, the injury wasn't a, a big factor into it, you know. Okay. Uh, I just felt that God was leading me somewhere else. I felt that, you know, my place at UCA had come to an end and, you know, that um, it, was, it was almost like I was taking a leap of faith. I knew that I sure. wanted me to go somewhere else. I just didn't know where that was. So um, in, the, in the beginning, when I was talking to my my family and friends, people who I trust, I was a little bit scared, you know, knowing that, okay, Lord, you're asking me to leave somewhere, but I don't know where you're going. And, you know, what it was holding me back was that fear. So I'm just grateful I had some wise counsel in my life to really um put, put help me put my faith and put my trusting God to help me lead to decision. Then when I did uh, announce my name in the portal, I was, you know, honestly surprised by all the feedback I got. And obviously MSU was one of the biggest uh, uh, people who reached out to me and obviously developing that relationship with coach Reed and, and, and coach Tuck. And, um, Coach Freeman, you know, um, it was it was a no-brainer. You know, when you just look at all the things that MSU provides as far as football, as far as academics, as far as just the family environment here, you know, it, it was almost like it was, it was a gift. It was a blessing to be here and to, and to choose a school. It was a no-brainer. So I'm just grateful to be here.
0: And so obviously MSU reached out, but how many other schools reached out? And is it a thing where, like, all right, your name hits the transfer portal and then news gets spread on Twitter? Like, is your phone – almost melting immediately or what is that like in the hours or days after you drop your name in the portal
1: yeah so the the moment the portal opened was the name was when i went official you know i've mm-hmm. been on social media and everything like that and it, it was almost like it's back to high school again you know back sure. to- but now it's coaches reaching out to you for you want to play with for them you know so my for first few days really for a few weeks my phone was blowing up and you know I was getting obviously from a different ACC schools uh, were reaching out to me obviously me being from New York obviously those schools those ACC schools in that area reaching out to me and a couple other big 10 schools reaching out to me including Michigan state so it was definitely uh I, I don't know if overwhelming would be this the word it was definitely a lot you know I'm um, not what I expected you know but I'm like, it was a blessing you know having a, a, all those opportunities especially with number one the injury that i had was you know with my shoulder and also me only playing for four games i was surprised by all the you know time all the teams that reached out to me so that, that was a blessing itself and then when it, when it came down to making a decision i felt at peace and i felt like god was really leading me to michigan state so and now i'm here has it been a blessing since There we go.
0: And, you know, it was just four games, but it's very clear to see in the film that like you got a mean streak to your game. You run with a lot of power, a lot of conviction. But I mean, just talking to you only for what, about 10 minutes here, um, our interactions beforehand, like you seem incredibly nice, incredibly respectful. Where do you get that feel then when the game starts? What fuels you when this game is played between the lines then?
1: Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, one thing that I live by is playing for audience of one, right? So, um, I play for the glory of God, for God alone. And um, you know, I understand that the gift that I have was not me. Uh, I didn't wake up with this gift and I just magically became a good football player. I was blessed a blessed gift. And um, a lot of people out there are blessed with this gift. So every time I step on the field I strive to give God all the glory and all that I do and that includes of me going the best, you know, me me working the hardest, me finishing the hardest, me not taking the playoff, right? Me respecting the gift and stewarding the gift that God has given me in a way where it brings glory to his name. So that's where my drive comes from. And obviously, you know, just a pure competitive nature of wanting to win, right? No one likes to lose. Everyone likes to compete. Everyone likes to win. So that alone comes into just being able to go out there and to help my teammates to, to, to win a game and to, you know, to, you know, have the fans be, be proud of us, have the fans be like, listen, I want to go see, you know, this team play like I'm supporting this team. I want to see this team do great. And we all want to ha- want that for um, Michigan State. So that's why I came here, so we can do those things, so we can win championships just like um, we are supposed to do in the school. So that, that's what drives me.
0: And we will be right back with Nathan Carter here in a hot segment. First, need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook. That's right. America's number one sportsbook. For the number one time of year to get in on the action, we got Final Four baseballs heating up. We got Masters right around the corner as well. And there's no better place to get in on all that action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, hey... If you're a new FanDuel customer, this all gets even sweeter for you because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com/lockdown to sign up today and claim your no sweat first bet. Bet on everything from money line, point spreads. Make a same game parlay with guessing players' total points, some rebounds. How many three pointers will they make? Combine them all together and a. Hey, get a pretty nice payday for yourself. It's all in an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use, so do not miss out on your shot at the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right on. And this is also a guy that you've mentioned a few times already, but another guiding factor into this is uh, running backs coach Ephraim Reed. And we talk, you know, whenever an athlete talks, we like to ask about Mel Tucker. And by now we know that, hey, he's an intense dude. He's all about the business. But we don't hear a lot about Ephraim Reed. So what kind of a coach is he? What has he been like for you ever since you've been on campus uh, at Michigan State?
1: Yeah, he, he's been a really good mentor for me, especially with me expanding my knowledge about the game. And that's what I love about Coach Reed is not only with me, but also with all the running backs. I feel like we get smarter each and every day um, from him coaching us. You know, he treats us like men. He treats like we're supposed to be treated. And um, yeah, just the way that he goes about his minutes, he's very serious. But yet you know that he loves us. He loves the players first, which is amazing. It's nice to know that a coach loves you for who you are and not just purely because of what you play. You know, he actually loves us. Yeah. So to do great. Um, and not in our family's lives, and school, and everything like that, and also, like I said, as far as the football field, he just tries to help us, each and every one of us, in our game get better each and every day. You know, whether that's on the film, whether that's um, running a different a route or, or our reads. You know, just the way that he coaches us is very is very um it's good. You know, and it helps us be better. Um, helps us be more, more smart football players, which is what you need, especially um playing in the Big Ten, and if you have aspirations for playing and from going to the NFL. You know, you're going to need to be a smart 4 player because everyone's good. Everyone's fast. Everyone's physical. You know, so what's the next thing that you could do to get above everybody else? And he pushes us to achieve that each and every day. So,
0: yeah. What is that next step for you in this offseason? Like, as you're going through all these spring practices, what skill are you trying to hone that you didn't have last year that you're trying to throw into the fall plans for this season?
1: Yeah, well, first and foremost is definitely getting this offense, this game down, you know, obviously yeah. your to MSU is a different offense, a different scheme. And I'm a firm believer that if you have confidence in what you're doing, you're able to play faster and you're able to play better, you know? So that's the biggest thing for me is being able to understand the scheme, understand what we're trying to do as an offense um, so I can help the offense better. And so I know my role um, as a running back, as an offensive player. And then going from that, just continuing to, to work on everything that I, i uh had back at uconn you know continue to work on my power continue to get stronger and faster continue to be more durable right um doing the little things like i believe the little things matter i think so many times a lot of guys focus on the big things um but it's always the little things it's the bit the flexibility it's the durability especially at a position you play at a running back you're going to get hit every single play so you got to be able to be flexible you got to be able to be durable and dependable um, and that comes from obviously knowing what you're doing and also taking care of your body. So those are the big things I'm focusing on this off season. is not only just increasing my knowledge of the game and understanding what we're doing as a Michigan State offense, but also me um, being durable and being every down back that um, I know that we need.
0: And just the whole dynamic with position rooms always fascinates me. I mean, obviously, you know, hey, you're competing for as much playing time as possible. So is everyone else in this running back room. You come here as a transfer. What has the running back room been like just with all the teammates there? Obviously, you know, you guys are teammates. You're helping each other. But, like, how quick did it take to get really fully submerged
1: into the running back room and build these relationships with those other guys? Really, really since day one, really since day okay. one, you know, when, when I came in and we started spring uh, workouts, you know, it was just um, the mindset that I had of coming in and just getting to work, you know, and just competing with the guys and getting better every single day. I feel like we've done that. We, we've competed with each other each and every day from our workouts to the lifts and the runs and now to spring ball, you know, we compete each and every day and we try to make each other get better. And the one thing I love about us is that we celebrate each other's success, you know, okay. which, which is so great about happening went that room. You Number know, one, we're a family. And yes, we're all competing for a role. Yes, we're all. We want to be competitive, uh, but at the end of the day, we all have the same goal, and that's to win. We all have the same goal, that's to contribute to this team. And it's amazing to be in a room full of guys that celebrate each other's success on the field, that 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 coach each other up when we need to be coached up, and we hold each other accountable, which is great. And it's great when it's coming from the players and not the coaches, right? When it's coming from the players, you know it means something to them. You know, so that's what I see in our room, and we're growing each and every day as far as holding each other accountable, as far as competing us, and especially just having fun in our room and which which is great which is why it's it's been so easy for me to just be acclimated and and be a part of this family and and the brotherhood that we have and not too long
0: ago you guys had a scrimmage and I'm going to apologize to all the viewers and listeners no I'm not going to ask Nathan who the starting quarterback is all right I'm not going to get him in trouble and I don't want Mel Tucker showing up to my door asking what on earth am I doing I I, I want this to be a, a safe conversation here but who are like one or two guys that stuck out to you? Could be another running back, could be someone completely different. Was there anyone that really caught your eye where you said, Wow, I didn't know you were like that, uh at the scrimmage
1: last weekend? Man, that's a tough question, man. There's so many guys who who I could point out on both sides of the ball. You know, um I that's guess- a good answer. Yeah, I like that actually. <laughs> there we go. I mean, there's so many guys on both sides of the ball that that, that have, and I believe that we all um, as a team, just worked um, each and every day to just get better, you know, um, to just improve. And, and that scrimmage really, it was good for us to really see what we have. And it was a good starting point for us. And, you know, offensively, you have guys like Keon Coleman. You have all, all the, uh, the three quarterbacks, you even the running backs. You have Jalen um Mangum did a great job in the last scrimmage. And, you know, just seeing those guys, especially in the wide receiving court, you know, those guys step up and make the big plays. And then defensively, obviously, you have the leaders over there. Um, Starting from the linebacker unit to to even the cornerbacks, um, like I said, it's just been amazing. I'd be standing here all day trying to name names of who sure. it got stand <laughs> out, you know. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh, just seeing these guys improve, seeing us improve together as a team. Um, as you practices and as your scrimmages go, which I believe um, we do every day. I believe today we got better than we were last uh, practice, and I believe on Saturday we're going to get better than we were today. So it's just that constant um, consistency of getting better um, as a team, as offense, defense, as special teams collectively.
0: Right on, and you know what? Uh, at the end of these podcasts during March Madness, I've been giving out my best picks, and I cannot tell you how horrible this has gone. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to put the heat on you, oh. you as a UConn kid. Uh, do, how far do you have your Huskies going here? Are you also like close with anyone on the team still, or what's that been like watching uh, the the former uh, student athlete colleagues uh, make this great run in March?
1: Yeah, they're doing they're doing great. They're doing great. I'm not close with anyone on the team. Uh, okay. As 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 men's basketball but um man just, just just watching those guys perform they're playing great you know and right now incredible I, yeah <laughs> I, I, right now you would say that they, they would be the front header to, to win it all you know um it's funny i have a lot of people from from uconn who would reach out to me after they would win um and they're like hey hey how's it happening your team and in the uh much madness still so you know that was, <laughs> you know how that goes but sure yeah, you got teams like uconn they got teams like texas i, I believe that it will I'm not really sure how the bracket is organized, but I'd be probably come down to those two teams and then see what what the best team wins. But uh, yeah, UConn's playing great, you know, so uh, shout out to those guys! So
0: they, they look unstoppable, truly. Um, and this has been an awesome chat, man. I can't thank you enough for your time, it's especially awesome. with how busy you are as a student, as an athlete. Uh, you guys are grinding all day and really appreciate you spending some time with uh, us here on the podcast. But we, I'm not the only podcaster here in this yeah. conversation you're you're in this business as well. Do you want to plug that and let us know everything we can expect out of that?
1: Yeah, so I, I host a podcast called the Card Effect Podcast and I'm hoping to release an episode this Friday and hopefully to release a weekly episodes um, throughout the week. So, you know, it's something that I started uh, during COVID of, you know, obviously just sitting in the room all day not having much to do. It was like, okay, you know, I just, Let's do me do try something new, try something I'm passionate yeah. about. I've always listened to podcasts, I've always been intrigued by you know how they were signing up, starting my own podcast, and I got like great feedback from it. And now, with being at MSU, I have the opportunity, I was blessed with the opportunity to, to be able to use their station, you know, for their whole radio station for students. So now, it has the uh at the platform to to be reached out and to be branded out on am on multiple platforms so yeah i mean it, it's, it's amazing I'm, I'm excited to get that back going in you know you can expect to hear uh a lot about me you know a lot about who i am as a man who i am as a person Um. Um, as far as my faith and even on the field, um, the biggest thing that I'm excited about is to have guests on. I plan to have a lot of teammates on, have coaches on, alumni on, some close friends on. So it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a fun podcast and it'll be amazing for, for all the supporters and listeners to to tune in and to enjoy it. You know, I think it'll be great. Yeah. for sure and I I can't wait to listen to the
0: episodes of course and hey again thank you so much for all your time your generosity uh thrilled to have you at Michigan State not just for what we see on the film but also clearly off the field as well I mean just an all-around great guy to have on campus at East Lansing so thanks for your time and hey also thanks for choosing Michigan State when you enter the transfer portal this will be a fun fall best of luck this upcoming season my man thank you And another massive thanks to Nathan Carter for joining. Uh, Awesome kid. Great player on the field. Awesome guy to talk to off the field as well. So yeah, best of luck to him this upcoming season. We got a little more football news and then a little bit of basketball news we want to get to to end the week. But first need to talk your ear off about Built Bar. That's right, gang. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know that you have your favorite bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'm going to be voting for Churro Puff. That is my personal one seed. And, uh, hey, you know what? Let's take this thing all the way to the title game. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. That's right, not only that, but one Lockdown fan will get a 12-month subscription of Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Bilt. It's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, I mean, if, if you're a golfer like I am, throw a few of these in your bag. You will go low, every single round uh they just keep you going with great taste they're awesome on the taste buds awesome on the body and best of all they are convenient to get you can get them at sam's club walmart or just built.com also one more time run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there you can vote every day in march so time is running out so hop in and support your pick all right, we got some football news to get to, and no, it's nothing personnel-wise or no coaches are coming or going. This is even more exciting. We're talking about the spring football event. That's right. Uh, Spartan Football Kickoff is what they are calling this right now. It is Saturday, April 15th. Gates open at 12.30 p.m., and the football starts at 2 p.m. They are being very coded with the language right here, just Football. Starts at 2 p.m. It could be just guys throwing the ball back and forth to each other, guys running through cones, or it could be a full-on game. They're going to decide and announce the format at a later date. But maybe that we could see a game. Perhaps we couldn't last year because uh, the entire offensive line was in collective body cast uh, the entire spring. And so, yeah, it was more of just... Hey, it's practice, but in the stadium, come for free, get these photo opportunities, come meet Spartan. There'll be all that good stuff, a lot of photo ops at Spartan Stadium, but there is reason to think that, hey, maybe we can actually see somewhat of a game this year, so all of us don't have to break down and analyze Noah Kim throwing to Montori Foster against Air. (laughs) It'd be nice to actually see some action, but... Hey, just like we've talked about throughout this offseason, uh, Mel Tucker has switched practice to more of an OTA style. You know, less contact, a little more cautionary this spring, and maybe that continues for the spring game. But nevertheless, great family event. Uh, if you got little tykes that you want to take to Spartan Stadium, this is the chance to do it. Again, it will be at 2 p.m. and Mission is free. And if it's free, it's for me. So, uh, yeah, no, this will be another fun event there. So, yes, April 15th. Um, so, yeah, drop on by. And also, that's right, that is the same morning as the Igo, Igo, the Izzo Legacy Run, Walk, and Roll also taking place on campus at 8.45 a.m. So if you want some cardio before you head over to the stadium, yeah, uh, pay up. goes to a great foundation. And you might even get to meet Tom Izzo. At the end, uh, you can let Tom Izzo know what you feel about this season, congratulate him on the season, or if you don't want to do any of that, you can always just reach out to LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com like Matt C did. That's right. We're, this is this has been Matt C's week. This is the second time we're getting to these emails, and he's got a gripe with uh, basketball here, but we're going to talk about it because I've got some pushback here, and I think this will be hopefully the last time he hit on the Malik Hall thing. but uh, you know what? If the emails are coming, we're gonna to respond to them. Uh, Matt C, thanks again for reaching out. Always love going back and forth with you. Um, so he writes in, just listen to the pod. And if Xavier Booker can't beat out Madi and Hall for minutes, I will throw up in a trash can. Uh, of course, if you missed the episode, Sam Martin and I uh, we talked about Xavier Booker saying that he is more of a project. He is rated in the top ten because his ceiling is so high. We just have a way to get there, so he may be coming off the bench in his freshman season. So, Matt C., I'm sorry. You might want to get that trash can close by, but let's keep going. Uh, People covering MSU are overvaluing our current talent so hard it's alarming. It's on Izzo to coach Booker up and turn him into Jaron Jackson Jr. by November. You don't get a top 10 recruit and bench him for Hall, who has averaged 7 points and 4 rebounds in 4 years. If we had Tillman, I'd get it, but we don't. That's tough to argue. Yes, Malik Hall. A far cry from Xavier Tillman was going into his junior year, or in calls Hall's case, his senior year, but I digress. We also need to get one or two transfer bigs, rim protectors in the portal. I never want to see us give up 90-plus points again. You got that right. Uh, it's on Izzo to sell this to all the players that they can be a part of a super team. Um, I really, really don't think that Xavier Booker is going to be the player that People like Matt C are expecting, and that's not to say that oh, you're a dummy over there. Like, no, it. When you have that number eight by your recruit ranking or the number five, whatever site you look at, Xavier Booker's very high up there, incredibly high up there. Yeah, you do expect instant impact from these kids, but I, there are some things in Xavier Booker's game that have to take that next step, especially to be a player in the ISO system. Maybe some more defense, the the motor, if you will. Um, don't get me wrong. The example I'm about to use might be a little foolish, maybe not. But in the McDonald's All American game, early in the game, Xavier Booker's uh, outside the lane, you know, ready to box out for a free throw. The free throw's missed, and the guy who was supposed to box out gets right by him, easy put back. And like, I saw that. I was like, I, Izzo's probably at his house right now. Red in the face after seeing that. So it's just stuff like that. we got to get the motor up as well. And let's just continue the Malik Hall conversation. Mattsy also emails, As you are aware, I'm not a Hall fan. Understood. Uh, He's averaged 7 points and 4 rebounds in 4 years. Granted, he's battled injuries his whole career, which is another reason to move on. If you aren't available, you can't help us. There's something to that. Your best ability is availability. Uh, That's across all sports, but let's keep going with the email. Can you give me any statistical or metrics on how Hall is a good player? Ken Palm, defensive or offensive efficiency numbers. All I hear about him is intangibles and he can't. I'm sorry. And that he's a smart player, but I see the ball stop on offense when it gets to him. And he's a walking turnover. You want stats Metrics. Well, Matt, I got great news for you. If you're on YouTube, uh, you're going to be seeing this on your screen. If not, we'll walk you through it, guys, if you're listening on the podcast. But this is the efficient, Up, oh, sorry, that's the raw stat I wanted to highlight. This is effective field goal rate. And actually, you know what? Screw it. We're going to start with a stat. This is effective field goal rate. So combining all sorts of shooting stats, free throws, three-point line, uh, all that good stuff. So... Here you have it. This green line is the moving average. Now, if you're on the podcast, you know, his average uh, up until December 30th was a smooth 66.66666, which is fine. It's, It's solid. It's there. Now, his injury on January 13th. All right, this is where we start to see a slow decline. And I want to point this out because I think the injury actually did impact him a little more than we're led on to believe. Now, this is something I've beaten into the ground in these last few weeks since the Kansas State game, but, well, why was he playing then? Okay, who else would you like to play at the four? Um, I don't think Pierre Brooks was necessarily going to be the answer. I don't know how long that you wanted to do the Joey Hauser at the four and then any combination of Madi Jackson, Carson at the five and... Believe me, we saw that throughout the season, but there were times also late in games late in the year where the small ball lineup was needed, and you just needed a guy like Malik in there. Now, the offensive rating is the other stat we're going to go to, and very similar to what we just saw. Five-game average of 116. I'm sorry, yes. Uh, no, an overall average of 116.42 going into the new year, and what that means is that how many points are you contributing per 100 possessions Um, throughout the season and 116 is a solid number it's fine um but then okay January 13th he goes into that game leaves with a 107 which is eh fine but then there was a slow decline after that this is all to say well first I want to say two things one I'm not comparing Malik Hall to oh god who are some great fours of our time here um just players that you would expect to have just dynamite performances, if you will. Like, hey, let's go back to Xavier Tillman, if you will. Let's take the most recent guy that was just brought up. I mean, I'm not saying that he is him, but he is a steady force, and I think the injury did impact him a little more because outside of that, he was fine. Like, last year, his offensive rating was what we got here, a 109.7. That's slightly above average. Sophomore year, 111, a little above average. Freshman year, 120. Now, I will say, you're seeing the same numbers that I am. It has been a slow decline since his freshman year, which has been a little interesting, but as Matt alluded to in the email, and as you guys have probably noticed as well, it's been an injury-laden career for Malik Hall. So, there is the stats right there, is that, yeah, he was fine throughout the whole season, slow decline. But what does stick out to me, too, with this chart is that there are some really low games, like 61.2 against Rutgers. All right, uh, way in the year, 55.1 against Ohio State. That is the game in the Big Ten tournament where afterwards, we said on this podcast that that's probably the worst game he's ever played as a Spartan. And the reason I'm highlighting these is because that's also the underlying thing with Malik Hall is that it is very up and very down. We joke kind of on this podcast that all right well hey he's had two bad games in a row he's going to have a great game coming up next or oh he's had a pretty bad game that means he's gonna have a pretty good game around because it's very up and down with him but at the end of the day when you mix it all together you get a fairly average if not slightly above average player especially when healthy now that's going to be important for this upcoming season because Just like we talked about, the guys behind him are going to be freshmen. It is going to be Xavier Booker. It is going to be Cohen Carr. And while I think the world of these kids, freshman mistakes are still going to happen. And as we all know, in in the 25-plus years, Izzo has been here guiding this team to March Madness after March Madness that he expects you to play a certain way under him. And that means no defensive lapses. Uh, Please box out, if you will, and... Any missed assignments like that in defense, you're going to want to bring in a somewhat experienced guy in there. I can't think of a more experienced guy than well, someone that's going to be in his fifth year. So that's why, if it was up to me, if if Malik Hall called me one night and said, "Hey, I know you're kind of just that stooge with uh, with that podcast show that you do, but can you just make my decision for me, whether to come back or not?" I think I'd say, "Yeah, I'd have you back, Malik." Um, again, like this isn't a guy that's going to have his number in the rafters. I get why people like Matt, aren't maybe thrilled with the idea of another year of Malik Hall. But there's not a shortage for fine players on this team because, well, there are guys that just are way better than fine. And it's not like he's going to be the main guy here. But still, as we saw in the tournament, still playing an important role here and there, being that veteran voice at the four position as well. And also, hey, let's say Booker. Is going to be a lot better than I think. Let's say he lives up to the top 10 billing immediately. Let's say Cohen Carr steals some early minutes, absolutely flourishes in that position. It's not like we've never seen Izzo tell his senior to take a back seat and come off the bench for the Young Guns. I mean, he did this with Tum Tum Nairn. All right, his senior, he had to come off the bench. Gavin Schilling also had to start coming off the bench later in his career. So it's, it, it could be a chance where that happens as well, or maybe the league hall starts for the first month of the season, the first two months of the season, but as Booker grows or as Carr grows, or someone else sticks out their neck ahead of the competition. All right, we're going to treat you like we just treated you this year. You're going to be coming off the bench and uh, still getting about, mm, call it 1825-ish minutes a game. So, Yeah, um, the Malik Hall saga continues. But, yeah, thanks a lot for the emails, Matt C. Um, Really do appreciate you always writing in. And anyone else that always writes in, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. You know where to find us. Thank you guys so much for ending your week with us here. We'll be back next week. You know it. Keep it tuned. Locked on Spartans. Go enjoy the weekend. Love you all. Go Green.